it to Inside Out with Turner. It's good to be back with you. Actually, it's great to be back with you guys. It's so great to be back with you here at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, I got to say, I don't like I don't like maybe we should explore how much I don't like that expression. Seth's taunting me now, but let's do that. We should do an expression. I'm tired of expression. Enough's enough. At the end of the day, we'll do that because it's almost approaching midnight. Enough is enough, too. Yes, it's very late at night and in the in the secret located uh, studios, Inside Out WTNS Studios. Speaking of studios, I want to give a big thank you to Wonder Dog Sound Studios in Marietta, Georgia. Josh and Mark, how's it going? We actually visited. We went we out there. We did. What a studio. So first of all, I want you guys to paint the picture. You are in a city, then you're in a neighborhood, and now you're in a wonderland because this house yeah, turns into a little cul-de-sac with a studio. house. You walk and around the, the back. You walk out the back. Completely separated, completely separated, sonically separated. Wooded area in back, big dogs, killer huskies, really friendly. Except one was a little timid, timid. But anyway, (coughs) the point is, it's it is it is a wonderful studio. Um, they got some really cool videos that they've been doing, doing a whole video thing. Check them out, Wonder Dog Sound Studios and South South Side. Oh damn, the videos, South Side Co. I think. Rob, if you're gonna come on, man. Uh, What do you say? You know what? Keep vamping. I'll find it right now, baby. You should. But uh, if you're a band looking a place to record, I definitely suggest this. It's a, it's it's, an, it's got the classic vibe. I mean, yes, they got the Pro Tools and you know come from the analog world, and um, it's really, really an awesome studio. I've been to several studios, and there's there's something about the vibe of this place. And if you're a band that's uh that's forget it, it doesn't matter if you're up and coming, you came already, or you're in between. It is a, it it's a place to really get down and record okay we get it it's called wonder dog studios uh, southern <laughs> southern, southern side southern side co is the youtube address i'm trying to signal you that i'm ready and you're just babbling i thought you were waving to me hi Seth. no hi. no that's called hi. nonverbal communication um Wonder Dog Studios at Southern Side Code. There's a bunch of, of videos that are produced there and a lot of great bands we're hoping to uh interview some of the bands on site there yeah well, i definitely think we should Definitely do that at some point. It's a, it's just a really cool environment. But it's tough right now because Seth's going away. Everybody, all, all, all of us in our little social group always get upset at this time of summer because Seth time becomes scarce time. Listen, before we get into that, I want to thank Terrapin Beer. Terrapin Beer uh, last week uh, came up to us and said they want to sponsor us, which, by the way, ironically has nothing to do with the interview with Spike, which is great. It just happened that way. It just happened that they way. They were very nice to share their... Uh, Conference beer. room with us and, we, and beer, room. and we're actually planning on doing more interviews up there. We um, definitely are. But big thank you to Terrapin Beer out of Athens, Georgia. If you haven't tried their beers yet, please do. The Soundcheck Pilsner is now out in cans, as I, well as their watermelon man. Watermelon and Rec Ale are a little more like uh, in the sun drinking. Yeah, for me. you're more of a high five. Uh, the high five is probably my favorite beer in the world. Actually, it's one of my favorites. And Hopscutioner, I like you a say, lot too. Yeah, it's a little too hoppy for me. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm saying that when it comes to good afternoon beer. I love the high five. Pussy. Anyways, Terrapin Beer, we love you. What's happening, Terrapin Beer? Thank you, guys. And yes, Rob. Tell I, us. What do you got on the docket, Seth? Where what's you on headed? the docket? Well, as you all know, I'm going to officiate a wedding. This John Sweetwood, Amanda Sweetwood to be. John wedding. Sweetwood, who developed our logo, who also has done logo work for Jam oh, Cruise. All the Cloud9 events. Yes. Cloud9. Well, don't, no, not everybody knows what Cloud9 is. You're right. Jam Cruise. Not everybody worships yeah. at the altar of Cloud9 like you, you weirdo. 
Strings and Soul, Panic on the Playa, etc. So, uh, and and also the Big Blues Bender is a big part of the Big Blues Bender. Have you guys have you heard of Big Blues Bender? Uh, definitely, I tried to book X on it when I was working with Nancy. And I, it's a great, I think great that uh, listen, Big Blues Bender, if you're listening to us. Nancy's got some great Nancy acts. Nancy Lewis Bagel at Brilliant Productions. You get Jeff, Jeff Atchison. Yeah, Jeff Randall would Bramlett. be great. Both those acts is where I was going, as well as some of her others. But back to the point where it's happening. So, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, that time of year. It's time for Seth to – so I go and do the wedding. I come back for a day, and then I'm out, and I fly. My wife and I fly because we're business partners, and we uh, fly out to Firefly Music Festival. We recently picked it up uh, working with our work exchange team. Uh, we picked up um, the contract about four or five weeks ago. To transition and man- take over their program, where they they have a fan staffing program very similar to what the Wet fan staffing program is. Wet is the work exchange team that mm-hmm. Seth heads up, where he provides volunteers to festivals for and, a nominal fee. And these this is uh this isn't volunteers. We're actually paying all the workers, and they also are able to get access to a the show with a discounted ticket. It's a pay it's a, and access. Mm-hmm, Min- minimum wage. Minimum wage, baby. And so they work about 18 hours. But um, so with this event, though, this is we, we literally had to transition. This has been I mean, listen, folks, if you any business you add it, that you do, if, if someone gives you a contract and it's great, you know, but man, talk about a lot of work. Uh, it's and it's been exciting because with work, you know, we're, we're ad- making adjustments to our our software, which we use, but we also license out called Festival. So there's like it's it's been a very creative time. It's been a very hard Heavy, heavy, hard work time. Let's we also face it. Let's 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 be honest. Seth's wife's recovering from a serious injury and working long hours to keep she up. She literally festival. broke her back. Yeah, she. I mean, so you you know, I tell I, I told Firefly, I'm like, look, my wife broke her back working for you, but not really so much hurt them. They she broke her back. She got thrown off. I a told horse, her to get off. Right. Her, I told her to get off her high horse, not to fall off her horse. Oh, hey, speaking of dark, high horse, we're drinking a little dark horse tonight in honor of her. Not a sponsor, so I wouldn't say that. But uh, yes, yeah, she, she's doing okay. Let's. Uh, uh, she did. She's we broke love her Amy. vertebrae. We uh, love she Amy. Broke Every, a vertebrae, when, but it was the outer part, and she's she's in a lot of pain. But she's starting to really walk again. And there were a couple mobile. nights where the whole group was hanging out right after it happened, and when she had to like could barely get up to walk around, like all of us were, had these sad looks on our faces. Uh, Amy, there's a little piece of Amy in all of us. Absolutely. Would you not say? Well. Yes, yeah, I'll say there's a little piece of Amy, as long as you don't say there's a little piece of you and Amy, because that would be a problem. Well, Daryl looks a lot more like me. Hey, ooh, hey. So, um, so, yeah, so then from Firefly, off to Electric Forest, and the festival season continues from there. But I'll be back uh, around July 4th. And I, uh, not to bore you with sports stuff, but, you know, the Chicago Cubs may break a, a, a long-standing curse this year, and they are in Atlanta next weekend. And Turner Field, which is right near my house, is going and away. And your name. And it's my name. And the Braves are moving to the to the suburbs. So I think I'm going to go see the Chicago Cubs at least two, maybe three yeah. games. I'd That's like to go to Bonnaroo if I could just go Sunday, but nobody seems to uh, be stepping up with the Sunday comp. And I'm not, I'm not paying. Well, I'd so. say if anyone's listening, but by the time this airs, it yeah, will it'll be, be too late. Past, so yeah. I'm not begging. I'm just saying. It's, hey, speaking uh, of airs, what is on flexible. this episode here? Oh, uh, we got. Uh, well, now we're gonna express some tired expressions. Oh, but wait, I, I'm not done saying what else I had. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down and do my old deadhead thing, Seth. Oh, wait a second. Warren is playing Chastain, doing the Garcia thing. <sighs> I'm gonna go down in the afternoon with cassettes no, to hand no, them it's out. Not about war- oh, it's just and wa- and wander the parking lots and talk music okay. with people. Can I, Rob? Let's get into this for a second, dude. Let's get into this. Okay, you're gonna give cassettes away, and then in the same sentence, be like, "But I'm gonna periscope the show." 
Oh, I, I don't, don't understand that. First of all, I got to get into this with you. I got to get into this with you. I love the fact that you're like into like sharing music and stuff. Right. With the people okay. who share music uh, with right. us. Yeah. I, I love that. But let me tell you something. I've been thinking about this. It is so annoying when a big, jolly, fat guy like yourself comes in front of anybody and then sticks your stupid, big ass phone in the air. And, and it's like, I'm trying to watch the show. And now you're not even watching the show. You're watching the show through your camera so that a friend in Cincinnati and the four other people that are watching perhaps will watch it. Dude, go somewhere else. Don't stand in front of me. Go take your fucking fat ass phone and go somewhere else. What am I interrupting your conversation? Yes, you absolutely are. My, my, Nonverbal conversation of energy. No, between you me have and verbal conversations during a show, and I would argue that it's a sound-oriented event, and that silence would be first. And people who hold up their phones. Tell that to Jefferson Waffle. As long as they're quiet about it, <laughs> as long as they're quiet about it, I find that less offensive. But we no, will. No, it's have, offensive. It's just offensive. I don't well, want to save sit there. Let's and save the this. Show, man. Let's save this for our fan behavior episode. I don't know if I can wait till then. I want to get into this now. But we got cherub by the end, so because I love the band, I will do the favor and justice to you folks that are listening, and not make you listen to this. But I hope you do tune back for that when we get into it. Because Rob, you're going down, man. My wife's th- threatening to drag me to, to Red Rocks. Oh, drag Although, you! Oh, that's so so rough. That would actually be a. I mean, you, Red Rock. We're in, that's Colorado. That's a long drag. Well, the cool thing is we could we could go to Widespread's playing. We would just go to one of those. Maybe do some Colorado stuff in between, and then and then why and then Umphreys is there. When's a couple this? Nights. Right around the Fourth of July. Oh, don't tell me you're gonna call that your honeymoon. No, no, we're gonna do go like Spain or some kind of shit. You know. You should. You should get the fuck out of the country. I swear a lot today. I apologize. I know. My I virgin know ears are like. You know. Really you know what it is. And this this is why I'm swearing. There was a checkbox on the thing that, to describe the show, and it said... Which show? The Our show? Inside Out with Turner. Oh, no. And it said, are you... Check. And I said, yes, we are. We are foul. At any rate, so... Uh, man, that's what happens sometimes when uh, Rob gets me wild up and gets me angry. I just kind of lose my train of thought. So anyways, we're just going to be pumping out the episodes. Uh, real quick. Um, real quick. The next couple episodes will be from the Candler Park Festival. Which took place in Atlanta, Georgia. It was a fantastic lineup. Uh, you know, the thing about Atlanta is we have so many neighborhoods. And each neighborhood, a lot of them have these festivals. Some of them are small, and it's like Bob's Bluegrass Band with Jimmy Jimmy Wagon held up with the Fountain Wagon Wagga Waggas. But that's very small where that happens. But a lot of them, like, you know, Sweetwater uh, is, is much larger now, and you've got all sorts of festivals. Anyway, Candler Park, the lineup this year I thought was top-notch. And I give Seth a lot of crap for a lot of stuff, but he, he put together, he got us five great interviews. We probably could have had more, but... Our energy was waning, and and uh, the battery, Robert's battery went out, and stuff and like that. And the sun was shining. And this, it was really brutally hot and humid. And it was nasty. more humid than hot. Actually, the pictures when we're interviewing nice. Dwayne Trucks, I look pretty nasty in those pictures. Uh, but I'm, it's like heat. <laughs> hate stroke. to tell you, spoiler alert, heat. Stroke. You look nasty in every photo. Oh man. <laughs> well, that's okay. As long as as long as our interview subjects look comparatively better, then that's a good thing. It is. You do good for that. You got a great face for radio. So we have a full episode interview with uh, Great Peacock. That'll uh, be coming down the road. The next episode will be we interviewed Keller Williams, and we have some fun. He had some fun with us. You'll, we'll, we'll tell you about that later. We interviewed the promoter, who also was the promoter of Prince's final show here in town, Brandon, with Rival Entertainment. We interviewed uh, Dwayne Trucks of Widespread Panic and Hardworking Americans. He's actually Brandon. And didn't I say Brandon? You said Brendan. That's, that's that Humphreys McGee. Yeah, I know. Seriously, see, I, I'm, I'm getting a buzzer every time Humphreys comes up. That's it. It's done. Oh, Buzz, I'm buzzing. Get me you. a Jam Cruise buzzer then. 
And then um and then uh we'll have uh Ali Crow. Can we say Dwayne Trucks? Dwayne Trucks and Ali Crow will be the two episodes from now. So and well, the it, it, Keller messes with us in a, in, a, in a, yeah, we'll You'll we'll see. get to that. It's fun. This, this is, these are fun interviews, people. We had, we had, it was, uh, the I Great th- Peacock, though, was an extended one, and those those guys are a trip, man. Those guys made me want to drink whiskey. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, I was, <laughs> yes, they were, they were, first of all, the band played phenomenal. Yeah, Second I really liked of them. All, great. I haven't, they have a new fan in me. They, they really, you know, they were sitting on the couch, and they got, re- somehow, they, they even told me that night, and when I, uh, when I spoke to them again that night, they were saying that, that they really enjoyed the interview, that it was, they were, they said they were a little too comfortable. So if you yeah. are at all oh, a it, great Peacock fan, they we're going to get into forgot some stuff. they were being recorded. <laughs> I kid you not. We've kind of <laughs> had that feeling with a few of the interview subjects here and there. Great Peacock absolutely forgot that they were being recorded. But We kind of ended the ended the interview. Well, we, sorry. I tried to end the interview at least three times. Yeah, and then we kept going. <laughs> kept going. One time it was clearly them extending it. Oh, yeah. But anyways, before we get into this week's guest, Cherub, um, they're from the world of EDM, which I have to admit I derided for years, and um, I still don't think I could go on Holy Ship and do a week of it, but I'm warming up to certain acts, and um, <clears throat> this Cherub has has a real catchy turn of the phrase in a lot of their songs, and uh, they have really cool videos, and um, they also may may have given us some new music by the time this airs. Hopefully, because they're working on a brand new CD. And uh, they spent some time with us in the green room at uh, Terminal West. We bounced the opening act out of there, which was unfortunate. Hey, let's, let's not talk about that anymore. And uh, then, the, and then the crowd was kind of flat, and the opening acts. Well, the opening act was only like three guys. And they All right, hold on a second. Let me, let's, let's, let's call it what it was. It was during Shaky Beats. Shaky Beats here in Atlanta. And it's a big EDM festival in its first year. A lot of people that came to the show were also at the festival, and they so seemed tired, visibly tired. There had well, been it was rain. A, it was yeah, it was a it wet been, day, right, and a humid day when it was hot. And, and after shows, I mean, I don't know. We can have let's actually have a let's actually do a show about after shows because an after show show, an after show show, after show show. So you're gonna do an after show show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's of EDM up. though. There is a couple. Uh, we we had an email. I don't know if I told you this or not. No, please do. Mordecai Grossman came. Mordecai, he was yeah. on last episode. His daughter gonna... emailed us on his behalf, and he wanted to know what EDM stood for because he was like, "Is it something like you know emergency dog mittens?" Uh, he was wondering if it was exclusive dick mongulars. I mean, he what? had some weird shit. He also wanted to know, perhaps EDM meant even Dracula movies. I don't understand, but this is what came through. Eddie does Metallica? Is it a Pearl Jam thing? Maybe, but I don't think Mordecai knows him. So, yeah, that was. I thought that was weird, but yeah, that was definitely something that came through the email. Uh, and if you want to email us, insideoutwtns at gmail.com, we'd love to hear from you, and I actually do have a real prize. Oh, okay. No, for real. Okay. If you email us with the subject, I want to win, you will win. I'm not kidding. You're not going to win one. You're not going to win two. I'm going to send you a box of rock cards. A box of rock cards. Yes, a and whole by the fucking way, box of This rock is the cards. rock cards series where the featured band is the Grateful Dead. Now, there's a lot of other heavy metal bands and this kind of stuff. You get Yes cards. You get Iron Maiden. Um, 
you, but there's also some garbage stuff in there too. But it's funny. I handed yeah. these out at my bachelor party shows uh, at St. Augustine. Uh, there's nothing better than handing out rock cards oh. on a show. I, I mean, was Humphreys and Lettuce. All you got to do is say, get your out. rock cards and you pass them, and people love them. They're holograms. Nobody gets mad when you hand them a pack of rock cards. Nobody. Nobody. You have to be a real asshole to have that make you angry. You hear that, Morty? You would even like it. So, but what, before we get in the interview, Seth, because all the stuff that you do, all the different work you do, the one thing I hear the least about is is the um, the O ship. The uh, ship, holy ship, because you uh, holy ship. That's right, because you always do jam cruise after it. So we hear about jam cruise. So I mean, what what is that cruise like? Has Cherub played that? No, they they have not played that. No, they've done. Um, they don't really have bands play that as often. Uh, they did have um, Big Gigantic play once, uh, and a couple others. Uh, but is it just a big crazy ecstasy mess? Uh, I mean, listen, it's. Uh, I wouldn't even say that. It's. Uh, I mean, it, it's a, sh- it's definitely a shitstorm. Is that what you're starting to say? No, no, not at all. I mean, listen, I, I, if you asked me before I did Holy Ship what I thought of EDM, I wouldn't have a really good opinion. If you ask me now, I have a whole new opinion. Well, that's good to hear. It's uh, the camaraderie between the DJs is incredible. The the artists that hard and and well, no, it's mainly hard and Bowery that are doing the uh, our uh, relations with the artists and booking them. Uh, they they find these uh, DJs that really are masters of their craft i mean i would i mean you know some of these some of these djs uh, i listen to and i listen to the way they talk and then uh, then i listen to what they do and i'm like wow you know what they're modern day composers uh with heavy heavy beats and extremely loud you know rhythms but uh but yeah i mean it's uh the cruise itself is wild i mean there's no it's like trying to come up with a theme night it's like all right furry because what else can you do i mean everyone is already dressed up we did though we almost we didn't do Noah's Ark. Did we do? I think we just called it. It's like an animal night. Maybe it was Noah's Ark. I don't remember exactly the name of the theme. But man, everybody dressed up. It and they they went all out, all out. And it's a it's a very positive group of folks. They're in love with just dancing. Yeah, to me the music's you know it's very repetitive. It's not something that I really really am into. But then Moby plays and it's like. Well, no, not Moby. Moby. Moby Moby did that. He's kind of a big name, isn't he? Moby is a big name, but I was thinking of... um, And he looks like Larry Wax. Fatboy Slim. Why did I... Oh, my God. Anyway, Fatboy Slim, though, he was on it, and he got everyone just going nuts. We did like a a game on the top of the pool deck where it was like literally like a sack race, an egg toss, like all this kind of crap. Everyone was into it, had a great time, and then we... Fatboy Slim let everybody down after that. And there was like hundreds of people on this. And he let everyone down. We marched, paraded all the way down from the top to the center of the ship. And he did an impromptu set. But get this. He had the three winners of each game. So we had like three games and the winner of each one. He had DJ with him. I mean, what? that's awesome. And, pe- and so, so that I mean, there's things like, there's moments like that. There's the moments where... Uh, you have uh well the music just segues from one artist to another but you have these like late the, like the labels or the groups and it's like uh you know these six DJs are all part of the same kind of I don't know, call it a tribe if you will whatever you want to call it they and so they it's, it's a lot of it's label oriented but they they all kind of take over the room and they mix their stuff through and it's just the energy is just incredible though. Okay. like the passion that these fans have is unreal and and it's fun I all mean right. I think we get it so no, no, you don't get it. So we're, no, we no, spoke no, with you don't. If we you spoke with Cherub. There, you don't get it. 
Their most recent full length is called You're the Caprizi. I'm not done. 2014. One more thing. They have this thing called Ship Fan, right? And it's like a serious deal. So all the, these fans from the cruise throw parties and like do all these things that, you know, with Ship Fan. Because anyone that's been on the ship, you know, Ship Fan. And it's like, it's a big deal. And it's we created this uh, under culture that's um it's pretty amazing so at any rate if you haven't if you like edm and you like cruises or whatever if you like edm you got to go on holy ship and cherub's most recent ep is man of the hour in 2015 oh cherub we're talking about cherub cherub and they have shows coming up the chicago the chicago Lollapalooza. they're doing an official after party kind of similar to what they did here where we interviewed them that's july 28th uh, at Park West, and then they're playing Lollapalooza. Uh, Park West is in Chicago, of course. Then they're playing Lollapalooza on July 29th in Chicago, and then they're playing in Somerset, Wisconsin. I've been to this concert. It's kind of a cool little, it's kind of like Wani, where it's on the water and you can do water activities during the festival. Wani. August 12th, the Somerset Music and Camping Festival in Somerset, Wisconsin. Cherub. And one last thing, a kind of an elephant in the room, Seth. <laughs> Jason and Jordan. The two guys we interviewed, one of them worked with Seth through the work exchange program. Don't give it all away. We'll get into it. Listen, anyway. folks, this interview meant a lot to me. It was Jason, uh, as well as others in the. Yeah, we had to. F- we brought their manager in. I don't want other managers to think we're going to bring you in, but Ryan Hertel is a very special Ryan guy. Ryan Hug is Ryan great. Hug. Oh my God, I've been watching too much hockey. D- you, Rob, I got to tell you, the man, guy on the Sharks. So crazy, man. Hey, Ryan Hug, the drummer, is so great. He tells this for it. I've been watching a lot of San Jose Sharks hockey, okay? Give me a break. At any rate, though, I'm not going to edit this. Uh, Ryan Hug came no, out. No, see? But, Leave the warts in. Yeah, I will. Even so, if it's my wart. But, uh, how about, how about, how about, is there someone in the lot? No, I just looked outside. I saw this is a private location. There's not supposed to be any cars outside, <laughs> and we just saw one light, and Seth, I do have my car out there with my serious satellite I gotta say, and my though, cassette deck. Cassette Don't mess with my cassette deck. They don't, no, I mean... That's like leaving Braves tickets in your car. Don't worry, no one's stealing it. <laughs> so, so <laughs> except Chris Stapleton night, which, by the way, speaking of the Braves, I went and saw Chris Stapleton there, and he sold out the game in a season when they're not selling out games. He didn't sell out the game. He yes, sold. He, he did. sold out him. People didn't go for the game. They exactly. went to see him. Unbelievable. I mean, that's a big stadium. And then usually when they do these post game shows, they. They put the stage in front of like three sections on the first right, base right, side. He was in center field playing to the whole stadium and, and so played a 75-minute set, a really great set. I really cool. like Chris Stapleton. Well, fortunately, the the uh, the, the baseball team sucks, so he, he, he could get a set in there pretty quickly. They're positioning to have a strong team in the new stadium, apparently, but <laughs> we'll talk baseball another We'll day. talk baseball on Turner Sports Radio. Well, no, in October, the Colonel will join us, and we're going to do a baseball theme show. Maybe we'll get Jake Peavy on the phone. By the way. And I'd like to go to the Tycoff Museum and do it. I'm going to stand by that. Stand by it. Stand by your crazy baseball podcasting idea. I was just talking to someone. About the whole PV thing, because I think Colonel was doing something in San Fran, and there's a dead. Um, they do a dead day once a year. My, my my friend Brett's brother, Jason Crosby, is playing it too. They do a big dead night, and the, uh, there's a chance uh, we're in Lesh, or, or no, Dead and Company are going to do the anthem, and um, you know, it's like not like the other stadiums, Grateful Dead ones. I mean, the San Francisco ones, like big dog. Hey, speaking of hey, San Francisco, Candler Park Festival, uh, the. Um, I gotta say this. Uh, we watched the Chris Robinson Brotherhood. Yeah, but Neil Casal. Neil Casal. 
Now you were just making fun of me. Yeah, uh, whatever, dude. Neil Casal. Neil Casal. I did. did I didn't help me, say. Help me. Help me. Help me. Neil. <laughs> Neil. I, I did it so nonchalantly. You can't throw me under Neil. the bus like that. I didn't say. Uh, anyway, though, Neil. Neil, if you got so he he's the uh, musician that put together the Grateful Dead fifty uh, set break music uh, whole album. Neil called. Oh, I don't even know the name uh, of the album. Ah, see, either do I. But let me tell you, man, this guy has such a cool sound. And I mean, Chris is Chris is you know Black Crows. It's exciting to see him. Blah blah blah. But honestly, the show is all about Neil, in my opinion. No offense, Chris, if you're listening. Circles around the sun. What he did was he composed music for the intermissions for mainly the webcast, and I think they played him in the in the show as well. And he um, uh, kind of loosely referenced a lot of Grateful Dead and and actually some other jam band stuff. Little little fishy, widespready stuff. I even thought it got a little Humphreys ish at one point, but a lot of like like you take a, a, a sim- something similar to playing and and in the band and and expound off of it. You know what I mean? But but the but exp- not too similar so that when the, Fairly Well played the same song, it seemed like you were sick of it. It was different enough. It was more of an homage than a cover but the it was all done in this west coast vibe yes. it's a psychedelic west coast beautifully done but like the grateful dead psychedelia like just i would say even uh, beyond yeah, i mean bay yeah, area airplane bay area, yeah. quicksilver just in the whole vibe yeah i mean it's a mix of surf rock and steve kimock but we've gone on too long people want to hear the damn interview oh that's then. right so you know what at the end of the day, we're not even going to do it a segment on the end of the yeah, day. We're we'll, just going to we'll, go right into... We'll, we'll hack on it at the end of the day, maybe at the end of the episode. Maybe. Can we go ahead and do a big intro for Cherub? Ladies and gentlemen, men and women, dogs Behold. and cats, behold Cherub! You may now release the tape. Whisper in my ear. Who cares if you mean it? Just always I believe you. You always are sincere. I just wanna please you. Take out to eat. Sit you down and feed you. Baby, when I think of you, my problems go away. I hope that when you think of me, that you feel the same way. You're such a cutie bad that I would never think you pay me. Like those other guys that you switch off from day to day. Oh, I, I swear I taught you everything you knew. So I, I guess I really didn't have a clue there. You, you have been with a few more than a few. It's all good, just make me feel good Cause I say for that Put her on the mat and so fat good hit the magic Yeah, yeah, yeah So we say for that Put her on the mat and so fat good hit the magic Well, uh, we're here at Terminal West yep. And we are with the band Cherub And we're not yes. live, hey, hey. We're not live All right, perfect. We're li- But we are alive, we in are fact alive, yes. Yep, I feel like I am, yeah and the, uh, I understand you guys uh, just had dinner down the street at Terminal Yeast. Yeah, huh. Terminal Yeast. <laughs> very, very, very yeasty and delicious. This is Jason Huber and Jordan Kelly yes. of Cherub. Yeah. Well, welcome to hey. Inside Out with Turner. Hey. And Seth. Thanks Seth, for having good, us. Good to see y'all, man. You as well. Welcome back to Atlanta. Last Was it the last time you guys were in Atlanta or two times ago where you had a member, not of your band, but I believe one of your crew that did something really outrageous? Oh, um, are you talking about Keegan getting uh, tattoos on his butt cheeks? That was it. I knew it was tattoos. Um, I couldn't remember. Yeah, that was like this. That 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 turned into like the tour theme. I I don't know, I don't know how that happened, but we convinced him. I no, quite there was no con- no convincing involved. Was, I think it was his idea actually. That's the craziest part. He uh he got huge pictures of our faces tat- like a four hour session 
on his butt cheeks of our faces. So. One of our faces per butt cheek. We don't share a butt cheek. That would be, <laughs> that'd be I would, a bit too much. That'd be too dude, much. I would, I would do that with you, man. I don't care anymore. Wow. New level for the band right there. I've, I've known Sharing Jason, butt cheeks. I've known Jason long enough that I would share lots of things with him, you know? How long have you guys known each other? About 10 years now. Well, you, at, met, you met at Middle Tennessee State, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I know Jason better than I know anybody because, like, in a month of touring in a car with someone, you, you feel like you've known them for, like, 10 years, you know? And we've been doing that for six years now. And, and then we live together as well. Yeah. So it's like... After tour, we go back home. So All right, pop more quiz, the same, yeah. Pop quiz. Go for Yeah. Jason's number one purchase at a convenience store. Ooh. Um, either Gatorade or some sort of like munchy snack, like a uh, gummy bear product or something along those lines. It's, it's a lot of Gatorade though and Pedialyte. But is you this really, true? This is true. A point is on true. the board. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I will uh, throw another one in there though. Uh-huh. I buy a lot of blunts. At, oh, yeah. At he buys stations. a lot of blunts. I buy a lot of blunts, you know. That would be actually his first one. I fucked that one. Cigarillos, excuse me. That gets you down the road, though. Ah, yes. (laughs) For those of you that know what blunts are, they are the sweet swishers, the cigars you Mm. see at a gas station where you surgically slice it down the center. Mm. And of course, don't forget your jar of honey because what Mm. you put in the center is refilled, sliced back together. Or as you slice it back together, you kindly... Gently, it's it's, a, it's like a it's like a tuck and fold. You know, you you tuck, you lick, you fold. You, it's it's a thing. Then you got to barbecue a little mm. bit at the end. Mm. Hey, are you guys basketball fans at all? Middle Tennessee State had a huge win this year. Did, you don't follow that at all? I I am so bad with sports. I have no idea what they've done this year. But I like uh, hockey. Jason likes it's hockey. not quite basketball. I like I watch, hockey though. I watch a lot of playoff hockey myself. Oh, nice, nice. But Robert, our engineer, Robert Kwan, told me just before that. Um, that school has one of the best sound engineering programs in the country. Is yeah, that true? that's true. Yeah, I, I can't. I couldn't quite hear what you said. Can you say that again? One of the best sound engineering ah. in the country. Yeah. Our, our engineer is not a graduate, though. <laughs> well, <we're, laughs> neither are we. Technically, we we aren't. I, <laughs> though we went to school there, I went for five and a half years and still didn't graduate. So yeah, the only degree he got was the kind that was the underarm deodorant. Mm. Yeah, I used I used degree for a <laughs> but while, but it smells better than a degree. So really, both of you went to school, no degrees. No degrees. We're like the cliche musician. It's like we're just touring and don't have degrees. Take us back to the moment you met. Do, do you guys remember? And yeah. Then, and then where was the initial affinity for each other? Yeah, I'm not trying to call your dad out at all, but he's going to be here later. Oh, really? Oh, your dad's going to be here? Yeah, yeah. They're on the way. They're driving from North oh, Carolina really? right now. Oh, whoa. That's all, seen, it's always a treat. He's seen several of your shows. I remember at he, Electric Forest that is, year, remember? They're super supportive. Both of our parents are super supportive. They they come out to all the festivals, the shows, and they come hang. It's it's awesome. Yeah, but Jason's dad's the best because he cries after each show usually. So it's this like a true. very emotional... Um, embrace that he gives you after the show. Like, I always look forward to coming off stage. And he's like, I gotta tell you, man. Like, it's, it's, every time is like His a favorite jerker. song is Hold Me and I love playing Hold Me when my dad's uh, at a show because I can look out and he is like, one fist just like, Pounding he's, his chest, the other one thrown up in the air. He has his eyes closed. He's singing. It's great. He, dude, his it's Jason's like, it dad stokes is the, me is out the on show. stage more than anything else in the world. Y'all, it's awesome. I don't know if y'all are sticking around, but you'll see Jason's dad, and you'll be like, man, this guy is the the best. We should get my dad in on this interview later. No problem. That would be good. Bring him in. No problem. <laughs> yeah, he, dude. I don't even know what he'd say, but it would be good. I don't either. We talked I about just interviewing want you your to dad tonight. You go on stage. Yeah. And you rough that crowd up. Yeah. You rough them up. <laughs> you give them hell. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, I met Jason uh, in, he was living in this, like, he actually, you had a good the first year, because when everybody was living in the dorms, he had like his own apartment type scenario. Hey. He's a baller. Yeah, so I met him, he was like smoking a bong, and I was like, what's up, man? You guys want to smoke some bongs? And uh, I didn't, we didn't really hang out until uh, I sent him the first batch of music that I didn't know how to perform live, so I was like, Jason was doing a lot of stuff live, he was DJing a lot, and really involved with... October 10th, 2010. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. What's that's pretty impressive. That was that, that was the day. I, that oh. was the day he sent me the first batch of songs. And, and yeah. from that point, it took me about a week to get back in touch with him. Once I did get back in touch, like you had been out of town in Nebraska, I got back in you touch. You were like, "I don't." Did you like the songs? What, yeah. What did you think? You never called me back. I was like, "I've been trying to call you." Uh. Yeah. And, and from there, we yeah. Ten, yeah, ten, then, ten. Then we've been raging it. We've been practicing in kitchens and. We practiced in living rooms, living rooms, garages. Which has the best sound, kitchens or bathrooms? Nah. Bathrooms have bathrooms great are, yeah. acoustics. You yeah. know, it's you would. It's surprising. People record vocals in bathrooms all the time. Something about that that upper mid range. It's all resonance. about that plop. Yeah. You know, it's all, all about that plop. It's like yeah. singing in the car. When you're singing in the car, something about the way your voice reflects off the windshield. It makes you think you're singing better than you actually are. So you sing really loud. Okay. Then you get up to the stoplight, and it's it's yeah, I got it's, it's a sight for everyone else. They look at you and they just laugh and laugh. Or in my case, my son in the back says, "Daddy, stop it! Stop it!" Yeah. Stop! <laughs> I use my bathroom for tornado warnings. It's very clutch then. Tor- oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, those are very very important for that. So what programs were you using initially for your first stuff? Um, well, I made all this, the first stuff on Reason. And then from there, we would use Pro Tools. And then now at this point, it's kind of, you know, we've gotten the the budget to buy, you know, some keyboards and things that we've wanted, you know, for a while. And we've been able to mess around with, like, drum machines that we were trying to, you know, basically copy and and in these programs, and we're able to you know hook them up to Pro Tools and just play them. So we've been making them with a lot of yeah. Instead of instead of getting replicating the sounds that have inspired us, we've just purchased the actual yeah. equipment that made the sounds. So we might as well use that instead. It sounds better anyways. We have like a whole bunch of floppy disks with drums on them now that we load up into a SB twelve. I don't know. There's just a whole bunch of nerd stuff that we've been doing. It's been. Quite can, awesome. Can you talk about Nick Curtis and wh- how does he come into the picture? And when do you start working with him? Yeah. Um, well, I started working with Nick really before, even before the first. Well, yeah, because me and Nick recorded the music pretty much the first album, and then. But you were working with Nick with other projects. Yeah. I was working. We've we've actually we've all known each other about ten years, and yeah. you know, even before Cherub, we were doing. Everybody would go over to Nick's house to record. Nick had he had just a really the, awesome setup, the best setup. He knew what he was doing with it. Every, like everybody had their own little Pro Tools rig, but Nick actually knew how to use his. <laughs> yeah. So we would all go over there, record our whole group of friends, and then you know from there he's like, I guess I'll build a studio. And so he he put together this studio, and that ended up being our home for the past like six years. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's been really cool. But he's been the secret member and it's cool now that we've been able to bring him out on stage because we've been talking about doing that for a long time yeah Let's he's see, uh, he's playing drums on stage with us now yeah. and it's okay. well, who's the bassist uh well i'm playing well, bass in the band now and then uh we have another another friend jb he's on uh lead guitar and uh playing keys as well are you talking about the dude the fifth guy that was on stage earlier yeah. oh, oh yeah that's our that's our buddy murph 
Uh, oh, David Murphy from Sector 9. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we yes. could get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, what a bizarre back. controversy that came up with that. Oh, dude, that was so... What, that was. He so was going to play on your album. I mean, I was going to get to this later, but... No, he, no that whole thing was... I, I woke up to like 30 texts it's one day. It's just the wonders of the internet. It's yeah, so the, it, was, it was somebody that just made a fake post, and, and uh, like the soundtrack fans are so intense, and they just like hate... They don't like the cherub, the cherub uh, business. And so, like, they were just so mad. Like, what? He's going to do what? It was like the end of the world for people. So uh, it was all fake, you know? I don't know. But we got a lot of really interesting social media posts. And Man. how did that make you feel? Now you guys are sitting on a couch, you know, it, relaxed. Just tell us, tell us yeah. how that made well, you feel. Well, to be honest, it was the first time we got, like, really thoroughly bashed. On like properly like like real fucking, hate like die you know somebody wished cancer upon us that was wow. so I mean, gnarly I like, mean that but, was but like you're a Gemini though <laughs> <laughs> well actually I'm a Cancer Gemini I'm a, I'm a, you know on the cusp you're on the cusp but, but it was one of those things where I was like people just say the most ridiculous things on yeah. the internet and. You know, if you met these people face to face, they would never say these things. So oh, it's, hi. Your music yeah. is so great. It's, my name, it's just my name silly. is uh, Celine. Uh, yeah, right. Demon. 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 I'd say it's someone with too much free time, but, you know, that might be the kind of people who listen to this podcast, too. Yeah. And thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for hey. having the free time to listen to our podcast. You know, but yeah, that whole thing was, uh, it didn't really stress us out really at all. But I think, honestly, the first, we opened up for Sound Tribe like four years ago, Red Rocks. And we, like, we weren't. I would say that we weren't ready for that show. I don't know, but Mur- Murph really hooked up that show for us because he was like, "I like these dudes' stuff," and they they got us on the show, and that was like the first time when they announced us on the lineup, and it was just us opening up for them. Like I remember Ryan Hug just be a hug just be looking through the comments on the Facebook, and be like, "Oh my god, these people hate you guys." <laughs> wow. yeah, though, the hate good. brings the love. I mean, the more that that hate probably boosted your fan base. Your your yeah. Facebook page probably went up twenty percent. Oh just yeah, because you know people want to know. You know, well, it's it's what the, the funny thing. Yeah, it's, you, look at, you look at you look at a host of comments on the internet or whatnot, and you'll read through a bunch of them, and they're supportive and heartfelt and you're like oh that's really nice that's, that's awesome. your father but yeah there are 19 comments from my dad <laughs> and then there's dad. but then there's the one comment the one comment that sticks out like a sore thumb that's just like mm, you guys smell bad when you're on stage or something like that and you're like i don't smell bad dude do you think i smell bad you know and larry like, what are you talking it's, about it's, it's just do. sticks with i don't know i'm just like watering down a evil comment that would, oh. would you guys come have, across but like, oh, i was completely lost but you know there's it's just like the one thing that sticks out and bothers you and you can't it, let it go. Yeah, well, you can't let it go, but you have to. You that's have what to. that's one of those things that we've learned along the way. It's like, yeah, you can't let it bother you because then you're not paying attention to the, the people that actually are being supportive mm-hmm. and yeah. getting into it. And those are the people that deserve to be responded to mm-hmm. and to, you know, to develop a relationship with Absolutely. as opposed to like focusing Absolutely. on the negative stuff. One hundred. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I just saying one hundred. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my wife has a rule. That several years ago, uh, she she enforced this rule because what would happen is I would read my emails, like in bed before mm-hmm. I went to sleep, and there'd be that promoter that had just, that one thing just to the fucking one, say. just the one. Yeah, forget all the positives. Keeps you up. Oh yeah. my god! And then it's just you know she's like you can't do that anymore. Like, yeah, man. It's no more reading emails. And then it then it turns. You're gonna into give no yourself hot palpitations. Yeah. Well, as a writer, it'd be frustrating too because you'd write these glowing reviews about bands. I, I used to be a writer. 
mm-hmm. relics and all that kind of stuff. Now he's and a then talker. You, and then you put one or two negative things in it, and then you see the people down the road. They're just like, yeah. they're, and they're pissed on that one. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter what else they said. They just yeah. want everything to just be the one thing. So yeah. it goes both ways. Focusing on the negative is way too easy. But so. now on the positive, you guys said something. You know, you're talking about Red Rocks being a young band and young yeah. in your career and getting that. But you guys have a lot of breaks. I mean, Bonnaroo, you guys had that. Yeah, uh, I remember Super Jam, I and mean, you guys have had some a uh, lot of breaks in your in your young career. I think that's where. I met you probably was because uh, I mean through we met, we met earlier than that. Let's go back to the hangout. That's where we first met. Like, oh, that, okay. That impromptu like Sunday night. Oh, uh, at the at the barrel or the kegger the, yeah, the thing the with keg. like five people. Exactly. And, and then then we threw the party at the wet tent too. I would that was I would one, say right? that that was our most awkward show, but I think that we've had a couple more awkward <laughs> shows sadly. But like I don't know, man. I was literally physically boxing out the sound guy at that show as he was like trying to. Futs with that was very embarrassing. I was it was like a basketball move. I was just like, don't touch it. And like I was hitting so him out of the way with my shoulder while I was playing guitar. No, it's like you're trying to dig the puck out of the boards behind the net. That's what it's like. <laughs> it, yes. Dude, I was so embarrassed that night. And we you know, that was our like our first show in front of people, I think, that were like you know, well, there's a bunch of industry people. Oh, there's yeah. a bunch of friends industry. There. I mean, yeah, like basically it was Sunday night, if I remember, which is very fuzzy. It was Sunday night, and I remember Jason saying, "Hey, we got this gig, like you know, this bar down the street." And we're like, "Well, I'm not going to leave festival." You're like, "Wait, wait, all right, you have a gig, Jason? All right, I'm going." Yeah, hey. and then we grabbed, we grabbed a couple friends, and by the time we got there, there was all the, like there was there was actually a good crowd. It was a good party. It, it wasn't too bad, but it was the shittiest sound of all time. I mean, the sound guy was literally turning down our backing tracks. It was very the light guy was so bad that he, uh, I was like what's he doing he just had light beer and it'd be different ones and he would throw them on uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah we were just getting splattered with light beers it really hurt um but you come a long yeah, way you think then. they would even open the can they were just throwing yeah, I, the full cans I think I, th- I think honestly a lot of our breaks are are directly related to Jason and and hug like connecting with this festival you know because they were going to these festivals and making connections and meeting people before for years before they were doing all this, so it was, you know. Oh, thanks, man. Well, no, I mean, yeah, yeah for sure. It's 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 been really awesome to take all of those relationships that we made. Like Seth, we were working together for years before Absolutely. any of this started. For those of you who don't know, Jason was a uh, intern of mine in mm-hmm. what two thousand and six. I want to say maybe like eight. Yeah, 2000, somewhere, somewhere 2008, around, 9, around 10. I think those three years. I, it was was an intern and then an employee. Yes, I, yeah. yes he came back. And so <laughs> our, that's that's typically what we do. We bring we bring folks in as our interns, and then the next year they come back and they come as employees for the festivals and they work the festivals, and and then from there they make you know they've made their connections and move on, and the next batch come in and, and do that. But you were able to gain something out of that experience. Yeah. yeah. What did you learn from from work exchange that you took that you took in your career? Well, I mean, it, it, just the networking in general and just the – you get to really see the way the entire thing comes together. Not only just the festivals, but the music industry in general, the entertainment industry in general. It's like you get you get a very realistic grasp. And, and with what we were doing, you get to touch on every single department of the workings of these festivals and everything. So you get to, like, get a little bit of experience here, a little bit of experience there, and then – from that, obviously, I ended up pursuing a career in music performance. But a lot of the other people that we were working with, we work with on a daily basis. You know, Nina's working over at BMI right now, mm-hmm. and where yeah, that's our, our PRO, you know. And so she's the one that's 
literally going out and fighting to make sure that people are paying royalties if they're playing our songs or any other artist's songs on the BMI catalog. It's it's crazy. You know, we'll see all of these other people. I'll, I'll run into Ryan Alexander every once in a while. I'll run into Jessica all the time. It's It's really cool that everybody's out doing their own thing within the industry. Like we've, we've all kind of found our own little niche that we're Ryan, like Ryan, you know, known him for 10 years with, with Jordan. And now he's our tour manager. It's, it's just great. It's really cool. We can get Ryan in here. Hugs not. He's going to purposely avoid this now. Cause he, (laughs) I saw his face right (laughs) when he, when he proposed him speaking into a microphone. I I was on my knee when I proposed that, by the way, you were being, it was beautiful. You were being a gentleman. I cried one tear. I don't don't think think the ring story though. He's pretty fancy. He needed a nicer ring. A little uh, a, a ring with ringtone. Yeah, ringtone. <laughs> yeah, a nicer ringtone. So a funny hug story. Uh, Ryan Hug was in high school at the time, and oh, I yes. was promoting. I was pr- in Atlanta, and I was promoting. And I was. I the like guy, hug stories. I was a guy that flyered. You know, and not only was I the guy that flyered, but I was Shimon presents uh, owner of Street Shimon. Hey, Shimon. Get, get, you know, get pass out flyers, get into shows free. Street yeah. Shimon. Yeah. Earn those points. So at any rate, I'm at like the five spot and. You know, little Ryan Hug comes up to me, takes a flyer, and we're chatting it up. And he's like, hey, man, you know, like, I, I'd love to help out. I'm like, oh, well, we do the street team, blah, blah, blah. So he comes to the office. He picks up more flyers. I'm like, oh, you know, what do you do? What school do you go to? And he's like, something in high school. I'm like, excuse me? You're in high school? Like, it was just crazy. Yeah. On but, the ball. He's, oh, he's He but, is the he, most on the ball. We literally, we keep him on a yearly retainer at this point because after tours would be over, we're like, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't have Ryan helping me out. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how to get around. He's, I don't know what I'm supposed. He's to made be. us so it's useless. Like, yeah, we. I she, wouldn't do anything without him now. At this point, yeah. He just, he was like, for example, you were like, "When's your when's your show tomorrow?" We're like, um, <laughs> ask Ryan. Hug's gonna know. So why do we need to know? <laughs> no, we we figured it out ourselves because yeah. we looked in the calendar, and because yeah. Ryan had plugged into the calendar the date and time of where we're playing, we yeah. knew, you know. So. But he's always yeah. he's always been the center of uh, not just himself but of his group, and it's an, it's an interesting thing because if you look at like, I mean. As, as musicians, you have a fan base. And when you look even at your fan base, you always have those couple of people in the fan base that really are like your super fans. But more so than that, they are the center. They're the reason why 20 people showed up that night. Yeah. You know? And Ryan's one of those people. And he's had that since the beginning. And he's been he's one of those folks that you knew. Like you see, you see a guitar player that just is young and kills it. You know they're going to be famous. And the same thing with him in the music business side. Oh, right? yeah. Just he's gonna... always had it. He's always gonna, you know, he's gonna. I, th- I, I see him just progressing and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, I mean, he just he's on it. He doesn't do anything. He's always on it. We got a laugh out of it the other day when we kind of looked at each other. We like, should make the whole interview about about Ryan. hug yeah. the ode to Ryan hug. We've never done an interview. I think even really mentioning hug, so we could just dedicate this whole interview to hug, dude. The, well, the other day we were we were laughing about it because we realized it was for ten years we've been throwing shows together. Like, we used to throw shows in Ryan Hung's living room yeah. where he had these Home Depot light cans with colored cellophane over the front of them. And he had little foot clickers, four in each hand. And he was just click, 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 as he's doing the lights for these shows going on in his living room. Dude, you know. And then, you know, he just started throwing more of these shows. Then he started booking all the shows on yeah. campus. Uh, yeah, that's started right, working with you. Then I took his job when he left, you know. And, uh, 
Well, yeah, it, it's just kind of uh, great that it, we're all still doing the same thing and doing what we love, and it's it's cool to be able to do it all together. Do you remember? I was I wasn't at Electric Forest that year. I believe I had another event that I was working. We had two events going on simultaneously. Oh, I, re- I believe I, I believe one, it was yeah. at the uh, a fish festival, and Electric mm-hmm. Forest was going on. So I remember getting a text message from one of our our staff saying, I think it was Kylie actually. She's like, Hey, so. Um, Cherub wants to uh, do a, um, a late night set you, uh, at, at the wet booth. Do you think that's okay? And I'm like, yeah. Well, who, who? And she's like, Ryan's gonna set it up. I'm like, okay. So I call Ryan. He goes, I talked to so and so. I talked to so and so. I talked to so and so. I'm like, okay. Yeah, you got the permission? Well. He has the answers ready. I'm ready yeah. to go. I'm like, what about? Uh, I couldn't even say sound. He says, I got the PA from this and da, 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 from this and this is, and this person is show up and we're gonna have the lights. And I told security, so security knows and blah blah. blah. I'm like, dude. That sounds about right. Yeah, best part is, best yeah. part is, after that summer, the festival called them up. They're like, so um, we heard about this late night stage you guys did. He was like, uh, yeah, I, I might have had something to do with that. And they're like, uh, well, can we hire you to run another one of those next year? And so now <laughs> that this is the new tradition that we've built back in the, uh, you know, the the backstage area of the festival oh, dude yeah, yeah. that that whole stage that has been the created v- out of nothing yeah VIP, um, it used to be a concierge tent that right. we drove drove our truck over with a couple of speakers one year and then nice. all the artists you know started wanting to play tunes and the vip it, it's just it's but then just you guys fun, even you know? extended that like so last year you guys said well we've been doing this thing in the vip but what about gen pop and then all of a sudden six in the morning you look up and it's like you and big g on top of an rv you big g on an well, rv when i saw that it was it rolling stone <laughs> or billboard did an article on that rolling or something board. like that i i got a, such a kick out of that because it's it's just a bunch of us going to have fun it's we're not even trying to like do anything breathtaking or anything like that it's just like you want to go mm. jam yeah let's go jam where can we jam i don't know somebody's gonna know and then y'all start throwing it around, and then eventually someone's like, I got and speakers in an RV. Let's go party. You start jamming then, right? How's Next thing you know, it's sunrise. Hey. How's your view of festivals change now that you're a performer and a sought-after performer? I still go to festivals. I, never, <laughs> I enjoy them, man. I, I'm, I go just for fun. Just I never went to festivals, honestly. The first festival I went to, I played, so I have no idea like that whole magical moment of buying a wristband and getting a plan together to camp with your friends and i play the show usually and then i'm out i've never been a big fan of camping i don't know i'm kind of a little bitch boy when it comes to outdoor activities so you come from the festival world then music wise where where are you coming from i was making beats for people and like at like a restaurant kind of like beet juice it was like organic. beets yeah it was all organic and it beet was gluten salad. free as well um, beets. Yeah, I was high in nutrients. Oh, there he is.
just another love TKO. It is. It's Ryan. I didn't Hug. think you'd show up, but now you're here. Wouldn't you believe it? We're gonna get back to that, but now that we got Ryan. Oh, Hug, good. Yeah, I would love to talk about that later. We. Uh, Why don't you jump right over there? there? Come on over here, man. Come on over here. Do you want some headphones? Some Gatorade. Get him some headphones. So, uh, cool. This we're gonna is, go ahead and move yes. a microphone so you guys can. Uh, I think. Share. I think. Um, this yeah, we'll, we'll move this one over. Is this here. your first interview? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> wow. No, actually, his Jeez. first. His, wait a second. His first interview was at Coachella when he um, he spoke to the press on behalf of the work exchange team. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what, that, Ryan? What precipitated that? Oh man. Um, so. We're just going to go ahead and set the mic up here. Well, and while they're setting up, that, let me ahead, ask you something. Mm. At one point, you, you know, you have man of the hour out, and then uh-huh. you put out mom and dad, uh-huh. and then you you have a, a culture. You're, you have yeah, a following yeah. already. Yeah. So was it a tough decision to go with Columbia, and, and do they allow you to do your own thing still? Yeah. They. Well, yeah. So, I mean, we, you know, like, we haven't, I don't want to, I always feel like I don't want to jinx ourselves, but I really don't think we do. I mean, I, we signed with the, our A&R, Justin Ishak, he's... He really, I feel like he gets the music and he's never done any sort of cliche kind of shady record deal thing to us, you know, and um, it's been awesome so far. I mean, and we were already before we signed on with them, we were already we had already we weren't like established, established, but we had already built a fan base. We were, you know, you already had one dose of some mimosas. Uh, video right already one video out yeah we were self-sufficient basically i mean we were able to tour without help from a major label so which means leverage yeah so it was cool i mean they they, we didn't look to them to help you know build our image or anything we just wanted to help them put our music out on a magnified platform you know just a bigger so it was it was cool i don't think it's it's been it's been a good experience for the next thing you know you're you're touring europe like bam yeah europe japan we, we, we did Europe before the we did Europe before the record label even yeah, that, came into it. Actually, yeah. yeah, when when we were sitting there having you know discussions about signing on with Columbia, we were sitting in a hotel room in Amsterdam. <laughs> with levitating in a hotel room, more like it. We did. We yeah. we <laughs> ate the we <laughs> ate, even know the half. Of we them. ate the truffles or whatever. Which Let me tell are, you what, the truffles are actually mushrooms. They're fucking mushrooms, man, and they're re- really intense. They're Which, just uh, as intense. They go, great, they go great with bike rides. And you know, you're, no, you're they the don't Caprese go good with any outdoor activity. Right well, I was uh, so we got so freaked out in the park. We like, I took off my shirt. I was wearing denim on denim, and I didn't mean to be. Jason. And I freaked the fuck out. I remember walking out of that park and looking at you guys and being like, "Guys, I'm right on the edge. No, of okay, right now, this is no, dude. Jason, Jason took his shirt off, and he looks over to us like. It was hot. It was hot, and he was, was wearing really far hot. too much denim. So. Way too much denim. And uh, then we realized we we're like three miles away from the hotel, and we had to take public transportation to get back there. Which and is we were fun. fucked. <laughs> yeah, it's fine if you're. Yeah. Well, do, I mean, you're not like, do, do you mushrooms. you get on, it and then you're like, do I pay? Do I not pay? Wait a second, this thing really resembles one of my toy train sets, one of those futuristic ones. No, we, yeah. what is this? Is a toy? Yeah. No, no, no. We were all doing okay until Jordan kind of gives me this look, like straight in the eye, and he goes. We gotta get off of here, man. And that, then we walked from that point. I don't yeah. mind public transportation if I'm <laughs> not on psychedelic drugs, but if I am on them, I've found that that's a bad combo for me. I, Is it I actually kind of mind public in general when I'm on psychedelic drugs. Yeah. I tend to lock away in a dark room and just. Yep. Yeah. 
Yep. Lock away in a dark <laughs> yeah. room and be, you know, we'll, very we'll just leave it at that. Let the yeah. darkness envelop you. Let the universe come Let the to you. universe yeah. Yeah, exactly. come exactly. in you. I like that. Now, Ryan, you're always the responsible guy. You can't partake in any of these things running on the road, can you? Ryan's, that's, the, that's the beauty of having experience in these things ahead of time, you know? You can really maintain your level of responsibility while still enjoying whilst, yourself. So yeah, your middle name whilst. is Moderation. No, it's Michael, but, you know. <laughs> starts with an M. I love that. I love that. We should have Hug on all these. Every interview we do, we should have Hug help, like, just aid, aid the questions, you know? Well, Hug, know. what's the next question for yourself? I think you know better than I do. That's a <laughs> that is a statement. Well, let me ask it because Seth's shy. I'm yeah. so shy. Do you know better than I do? <laughs> Talk about working for a work exchange team and why, why it's something that kids should do uh, or young adults and how it's helped you, uh, you know, move forward in your career. If anything, it just is a, it's a great opportunity to kind of get a full spectrum view of all the different areas and music festivals that we we got to go to and kind of explore a little bit. And it, it's great for networking because you get to meet all the people in all of these different departments. So kind of gives you a chance to kind of look in and see what you're interested in and then try and take it from there and, uh, you know, make what you can of it. Really. It's, it's kind of in the, in your, in, in the intern's hands, if you will. Yeah. But see, you just said something, make something of it that you can, but see what you did is you created value for yourself. You went through the program, you, you, as well as you, but and since we're talking about you, hey. you created value for yourself. <laughs> when you put yourself out there, you made it a point to meet the people that you were working with, be it VIP, catering, etc. You created relationships. You followed up on those relationships. And most importantly, you created this value that people knew they could count on you. So was that something was with intent, or is that just natural for a Ryan Hug? You know, I, I I just tried to do my best like I always do, you know. So I, I don't think there was any kind of uh, hidden motive in there, but I was just trying to... to be responsible, be, 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 be accountable. Yeah, yeah, be Ryan Moderation Hug. Moderation <laughs> hug. But that, that's something that... Uh, I, I will say this. I hear all these horror stories about other bands, crews, and stuff like this, about just rubbing a venue the wrong way or just pissing somebody off just saying something you know off color or something like that or unnecessary um, going yeah, online yeah, and just talking going too about far, the, but uh, like yeah our whole crew in general you know they have an awesome reputation that precedes them and especially ryan like people love working with you and it's really cool so it's like i'm just gonna you know <laughs> blow smoke up your ass for a second here but like it's speaking of smoke it's we've we've had uh, we've been really lucky to assemble a really awesome team around us and they're all people that have that same sort of go get them attitude but also they leave a good feeling with the people that we've worked with and it's it's really awesome to you're a good dude that's no, what i'm trying to it's, let you it's know. hard to like yeah. leave a place with a guy you know a guy's name hug so i mean they got to hug it out yeah always, dude. no but seriously a lot I of it's kind of predisposed yeah a lot yeah. of people get a job with a rock band and then they start thinking their shit doesn't stink and walking around like they yeah. have permanent indigestion yeah. and just cranky to everybody and thinking that that's the way to be cool that's creeping it real or whatever and that's not you have to interact with people and actually being cool he's being friendly and workable yeah it's actually you really gotta such be... a tough day i had two flights today and i got no sleep because i was up all night so did everybody else suck it up man wear a smile you yeah. know it's you're not like, sitting under fluorescent light it's, it's gonna make you know, it that much better yeah. for everybody else and you're gonna have a better day if you try to enjoy it you know and, right. and let's get down to the nitty-gritty where's your tattoo uh it's in the future in the future 
He he there is he has tattoo ideas, but he doesn't have any. I I hear I heard one. You're gonna put each of them one on each eyebrow. I mean eyelid. What you call this part? Eyelid. 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 Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Eyelid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on the inside, so that I see them even when I'm sleeping. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would, that'd be so cool. <laughs> That's you all rage should, in Amsterdam. You're such that tattoo guys. <laughs> you should uh, you should write a song about tattoos. About yeah, the whole experience. I mean, I love getting tattoos. What if tattoos. we wrote? What if we just tattooed a song instead of writing it? Mm. We just like committed to each word as we put it down because we were just. Well, I believe there's someone on. you could do that on. Keegan. Yeah, I think he'd be down for it. I think he'd be down for it. Well, you do it like Beck. You tattoo the sheet music and then have other people right, interpret it. That's what it. I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, Keegan, I don't think he's going to get any more tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was one and done with that one. Any tattoo regrets? Uh, the only one I regret, honestly, is I got this thing. I got this lady under ice. and the you have way- con- Wait, did you say Conley or Rice? Condoleezza Rice, yeah, Condoleezza Rice, and I just don't, I don't like her political views anymore. So, (laughs) I thought you said that. I'm sorry. No, that is what I said. (laughs) She could be a running mate soon. Well, you know, I'm disappointed. (laughs) Without getting into politics, um, you uh, you haven't had an album out in a little bit of time. What's uh, what's brewing? We've uh we've been working on one. Yeah, we've, we've been spending. It's actually the the longest amount of time that we've been able to spend on a record, and it's been really cool. We've been able to kind of take our process through the last couple of records and break it down, and then try new things. You know, writing writing as a band, um, writing with other people, writing completely on instruments and with no computer involved at all. No, computer. and just um, it's. It's been a really fun process. We've been we've been able to learn a lot about ourselves through the whole thing, and then mm-hmm. find the things that really you know jerk our gurk. I wasn't going to put it like that, but now that you did, I like, I like it. That. Yeah, like it's um, yeah. So it must be difficult without a hard drive. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, we we got plenty of hard drives. Yeah, we got like sixteen of them, man. Backups on backups. <laughs> Does it get does it get crazy in the audience when you guys are performing? I mean, this is sultry. It can get very sexual. Very. Uh, I think there's going to be you a whole. You haven't seen them play before. We were having no, a conversation last night about all the fights that we've seen. That's fights. yeah. There's been well, a lot the of there's, there, that that rarely happens. Let me go ahead and preface it's this. Not with a, that it's not rarely happens. Super common at all. But but it does. Happen. It has it's happened, and when it does, it's gnarly. It's when you it's, put your. <laughs> it's when you do the thing with the sweat. Uh, on the, the girl comes to the front row, leaves the boyfriend, and you do the thing where you drip the where sweat I, where, on them. Where I take the towel and I just kind of like wring it over top of I actually think it's putting yeah. your hands <laughs> in your pants That's and then disgusting. you throw your sweat on them. We normally do that dance. That, no, that no. one's backstage, but... We're doing Gigi Allen stuff now. Was that now. not you? Like, I thought oh. it was you. <laughs> we're just, we're just doing Gigi Wait, Allen tribute album. Was, oh, not, no. oh, man. That'd be so Wait, intense. hold on. I, I want to figure you out know, if this was actually me. What, what is feces out of here? The hands in the pants? I didn't, he, I've he never done so a hand weird. in the pants. I could have swore at one time I was in the front row. I'm just kidding. But I, 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 I thought <laughs> that was like, you. Oh, wait a second. No, I'm so sorry. It was a band when I was in college that did that. How could I? I, I apologize. <laughs> But if you do do that, we can you always cut feel this like in he's in college. You just said do He said do do. Dude, we—I don't really know the crowd. Like the crowds in Atlanta are usually pretty rowdy. I, like well, all in all, I mean, let's just go crowd in general. Let's. Uh, I, I, we definitely vibe off the crowd. You know, like if a crowd, it, it really. 
I don't know. Sometimes you can tell people are just so drunk that you're just speaking right through them. So it's best just to play music. Sometimes crowds are really interactive, and if they do that, you just want to like engage them and talk shit in between songs. And be like, just yeah, oh fun. yeah, what are yeah. you doing? What are you doing? But you just it, has, vibe it, it has nothing to do with the size of the crowd either. Yeah, we don't care there, about there that. There can be gigantic crowds that are just kind of not doing anything, just kind of standing there, you know. And and that's the days where we're having fun because we're playing music with each other, but that's about the extent of it, you know? And then there are other days where there might be a hundred people in the room, but everybody is just losing it, going completely wild. And Mm -hmm. we'll be up there on stage. Just we're going coconuts, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's it, you feed off that energy and it becomes so much of a conversation. It's, it's really cool to feel that happen when it, when the magic really clicks like that. And when you guys went to Europe, was the what was the oh, crowd those there? Those shows are very awkward. Um, <laughs> we we played we have played one or two cool shows. We played a Europe, couple cool shows, and then we played to five people in a coffee shop. Three of which were in the band that played before us, and they were waiting to get their equipment because it was still on stage behind us. A you captive know? audience. So it's like, yep. You got them hooked. I there, mean, but know, that's like, those yeah. are the types of things. I mean, we want to do a grassroots <laughs> style there too. I mean, it took us three years, four years to build up a you know a fan base here, and we want to do the same thing over in Europe. That's the the goal, at least. And we've seen growth in Paris and London for sure. But we still, you know, it's funny to see the growth here. And then if we ever go to Europe, going from a one thousand to three thousand cap room or what have you, and then playing to five people, it's pretty grounding mm-hmm. for sure. But I, I guess with you but guys, curveballs you... like Latvia. Yeah, who saw that one coming? That yeah, was Latvia. rowdy. They that? were singing along Latvia the was... lyrics in Latvia. Yeah. And what was the room like? like? What? What was the room? Like? It was, it was a, an outdoor it was, festival. It was an outdoor festival. And singing your that's singing, an singing along thing. and getting more words correct than an English speaking crowd. Wow. You know, yeah, it's it was crazy. it was unexpected. Yeah. They're very studious over there. That's that's amazing. That's was now, they're very fluid. Was that fluid uh, over was there. that after the fluid. label came in behind you guys? Um, that was yeah. yeah, that was after. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we were out, meeting yeah. up with a bunch of Columbia reps over there and everything. Oh yeah, we met. Oh, they yeah. were super cool. Everybody's been really, yeah. yeah, everybody's really cool. And what about when you're performing with a small crowd? Do you ever sometimes just go ahead and it doesn't matter the size of crowd? You might have the best performance like, yeah. than you've oh, had. Oh yeah, totally. It, it it you know yeah we don't care about the size as long as there's enthusiasm there and people are rowdy. No. Well, uh, hold on, hold on, Ryan. Ryan's trying to leave, and his band won't let him. Leave. Let me finish the question. Here's my answer. It, the shows are great. I love all shows. That's it. You're free to go, Ryan. <laughs> well, all right, now you're off the hook, Ryan. Ryan, thank you so much yeah, for joining for us. Through, thank you, Ryan, guys. dude. Thank you for so much. It's just walk-off music. <laughs> nice. Wait, Let me ask. Wait, hey, no hug? No more. He left. He wants uh, a hug. All right, while they make out. You can't hear it on radio or anything. How about some of the collaborations? Like yeah. on uh, well, first of all, do you know that that uh, I think these guys are foodies because they put out an EP called yeah, Annie Pasta. We are we're we're hundred percent foodies. Seriously, and and, At, and but, traveling. But the record titles had nothing to do with really? our, our foodie influence. But it was Annie Pasta. take that back. Yeah, you can see they that they might be foodies, but obviously they exercise a lot because that's how they're thin. They're jazzercise. You know, we're <laughs> to jazzercise. I see. I get it now. I understand. We're, we're, and then we eat yeah. chocolate strawberries. Uh, yeah, as but well I, as, uh, uh, is that uh, really in the rider, by the way? No, chocolate strawberries uh, are but, not. But produce is yes. Um, but we traveling is we like been, a nice smoked turkey. Yeah, a nice breast has got to be smoked. Yeah, smoke that breast. Yeah, that we do actually like smoked turkey breast and cheese. 
Uh, but I, traveling has been awesome because I've gained a new appreciation for food. It's been awesome traveling, just what, trying new things. What are you guys into these days? Trying new things like what? Um, I, I mean, you know, just trying different cuisines all over the place. I mean, going to Italy and trying what they're all about was tight. Going to Mexico, seeing what they're all about, realizing El Pastor, dude. That's right, dude. The pastor, you can't, it's so much different in Mexico. It's amazing. The pastor tacos are just, oh man. Gringo. Yeah. I ate myself into submission on this pastor tacos. Yeah. It was good. I like, I like. I like him so much, I was going to change my religion and become a pastor. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. I would, I would, I would follow your lead. I would be a, a sheep in that. What about Jason? What is, what's, uh, what, what new food have you had that really blew your mind? Uh, I'm talking. Well, I mean, I, here we go. The one that we were obsessed with when we were over in Tokyo was ramen from this place called Ichiran. Yeah, we were going there two and three times a day, and it's it's actually a chain restaurant in Japan. But the like concept of a chain restaurant over there is completely different. It's it it's a really good restaurant that there just happens to be more than one of them. You know. Um, and they're going to be opening one up in New York, and I'm mm. super excited about that. We're going to actually like, get the chance to eat some Ichiran without having to fly halfway across the world. Maybe they can hire you guys to do the opening uh, show. That'd be tight. Dude, you should see the setup of this restaurant. It'd be so awkward doing that. <laughs> they have like individual. They, it's the, the setup of this restaurant is like you literally just you have your own little water pump, they, and they, they have a window to. They call it a counter for concentration. It's it's you're sitting there yeah. at the counter and there is <laughs> I just remember in New York there used to be counters for concentration but that got changed there's, after the mayor came in. There's yeah. there's these little these little like window door things that you fold up on the side of you so you don't even see the people next to you. You can open them if you're, you know, being social with your friends, but Hello. but you can just sit there by yourself and just lock in on your bowl of ramen. That's like the the ideal behind this restaurant is like they want you to they only do one type of ramen they don't do any sort of substitutions or embellishments or anything like that they're just like this is what we do is that like a thing like before no specials you go there and you you close it off and you eat your ramen and you get on stage and just dude just play raw ramen is the worst thing to eat before a set you're so i love eating ramen before a set it makes me so bloated i'm just so full i'm so sluggish on stage i'm like oh that's funny. I only eat ramen, ramen when I'm poor. You what? But I do eat top ramen. Only. Ah, yeah. Top, top ramen. ramen is diff- Is you know, it's a different story. But uh, you got to get it from the bottom. You see, bottom yeah. ramen. The where bottom. Is that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, man. We so. got all started on all this because Annie Pasto was the EP that was yeah. the precursor to Year of the Caprese. Capri- yeah, and um, we did eat a lot of Caprese when we were over <laughs> over in Europe in Amsterdam. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's been a common. You actually pretty much got it right. The, a common, um, most people just say Caprice, but I said Caprice at least. Yeah, like, no, you were, you were, you were close. You were it's pretty a much Caprice. On. Actually, it was in you know I was speaking Spanish to him once, and he goes, "Would you like some Caprice?" I go, "Si, <laughs> grazie." But there's an elephant in the room. Grazie. <laughs> <laughs> One of the guests on that album is from Clayton County, Georgia. Oh yeah. Yeah. How far is that from here? Uh, just just south of here. Okay. He's the guy on... Um, I was going to say, Fort- I liked your uh, crew U2 shirt. That's, that's tight. Thank you. That's from yeah. my wife. My wife used to book people. And- that's awesome. Yeah. Are crew you referring are- to Forte Bowie? Yes. Yes. Forte Bowie, yeah. He was... 
Tell us how you met him, yeah. Putting that song... Well, we met him in Nashville years ago. Now, at this point, I think it was at a show at yeah. 12th and Porter, right? Yeah, I, I saw him at a show in 12th and Porter. It was like a showcase, and I was super into it. And I hit him up, and we stayed in touch, and he actually was super down to record music with us. And we actually tracked something for his project, but he, he took it off. Ooh, he's just saving for the box set. Uh, no, no he put I, the song I still out. got that shit on my computer. He I put, play it out whenever I want. He put the, he, <laughs> no, no, no. He put the song out. He just took our part off. Well, I, I know, but I I still have our version of it. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, can you what's what's the etiquette to that? Can you go back to him and say we'd like to release it with our part on on remix? We didn't really do much. We <laughs> yeah, we didn't. Um, we didn't actually had the clap track. Yeah, 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 we did the collabs. It, it was one of those things where we kind of put it together music for music's sake. There was no necessarily intention behind it, so we weren't butthurt we weren't about it about when it. when the part never made the record or whatnot. Oh, but um, if, you, if you look online, though, you can see their comments. And it, whew, yeah, yeah, we did a lot of spicy social media comments. <laughs> yeah, we made anonymous Gmail accounts and just flamed Forte. Yeah, we flamed him. But we, we actually took Forte on tour with us, and that was, that was a lot of fun. When we was played that? a lot of, a lot of uh, fun. Like a year ago? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. What what venue did we do here in Atlanta? We did, we didn't did we Buckhead do, Theater. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Speaking of tours, your big tour two years ago, you actually just posted a video from it with, 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 when you had rabbits. That was Buckhead Theater was the one that, yeah. Yeah. What, rabbits what? Rabbits and cows throwing, what was it, cupcakes filled with... Easter eggs filled Easter with, eggs filled with weed. weed, yeah. On 420 slash Easter. But, but tell us about <laughs> that whole tour, because I think you, you stepped it up production-wise for that tour, right? Yeah, That was yeah. a big tour for you, right? We got, I think... What was uh, it called again? Uh, what? That was, that that was, was the, the Blowed Tour, That was the Blowed yeah. Tour, yeah. And that was, we were still in a Sprinter van, um, but that was one of our first tours going out with a more crew, embellished yeah. crew and a lighting rig and stuff like that. and A trailer. yeah. It was it was fun. I mean, it was one of the first tours where you and I weren't driving the freaking car. You know what I mean? It was it was nice yeah, not we having were... to do that and getting to sleep in the back. You know, we were sleeping. It was tight, like little bitch boys. <laughs> um, but and now we're never gonna drive ever again, except for when we do fly dates and rent cars. <laughs> so, how, what else happened on that tour? Was it just a, a crazy ass tour? Well, you guys Every also. You, they, if, uh, this is yeah. the tour where you guys had the social media going, like recording like videos every couple of days and posting them. Is that? Yeah, the that's Lane. Lane, uh, our buddy Lane Kelly. He's awesome, and he um, basically started doing our daily social media for us and making us look way cooler than we really are, uh, which has been awesome. So, is yeah. there a documentary in the making? Maybe we may we we we've got stuff coming out for sure very soon. We're gonna have a whole bunch of stuff. Coming. I wish we were cool enough for a documentary. We don't have like an extensive documentary yet. I don't think anybody would watch it for that long, but maybe one day, some someday we'll put together we're, some sort of like DVD, like the like the things that we used to watch growing up. Like the yeah, I'm gonna go watch the Warp Tour, you know, and stuff I, like that. Like. One day, I think our worth currently is two to two to four minutes. I think that's the attention. That's four, four is pushing. Two us. to four is the, is what we are able as Jason and Jordan to capture for, from a random person, you know. But may well, you if know? People hope- listen this far, then we thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. You guys rock, you know. But yeah, one day, you know, get that hour documentary and some nine inch nail shit. Yeah. Hey. And Dominic With bonus features. Dominic Lolly. Yeah, talk about meeting him and he. You know Dominic, don't you, Seth? 
Yeah, he was with a motet. Can and you big gigantic? Can you agree that he he's like the nicest? Do you he agree that he's the nicest, nice. most genuine person? And, he, and genuine, absolutely. Those are the two words that would describe him. Yeah, yeah, like he he um he came to our show when we played in Boulder, right? And we signed with Elm and Oak like a long time ago with Alex, um, like Alex B and everything, and. So he's been so supportive. I mean, he even hit us up. We're going to be gone on Sunday, but he wanted us to come out and do the, do the track we did with them on stage. He always wants to collaborate, and um, he just wants to make music with people. You can tell, like, making music makes him happy, and he's, he wants to bring people together with it. And he's just always so down to get on tracks. And we're going to be on their new record coming out. He did some stuff on our new record that's going to be coming out, and he's been the coolest dude ever. Him and Jeremy have been fucking awesome yeah which is we love playing music with those dudes it's it's just fun it's just a lot of fun you know we get up there and well a lot of ways you guys that music big gigantic your music yeah it's kind of a very relevant music because you have edm going on you have dance rock and you have i mean but you guys are bringing you know what elements that people love a prince the elements that people love a funk elements that people love of edm and and you're making all of this, you know, yeah. in your sound, and and they are as well with their sound. I mean, elements of jazz into into the EDM, the whole thing. So it's just like, you know, I, I always always throw in the '80s, kind of coming circling around, but yeah. taking everything that is now and and making that piece. Kind of like finding that happy medium between you know modern technology and the organic, you know, live human groove. You know what I mean? They like Jeremy is an amazing drum player and. Um, obviously Dom just crushes sacks the whole entire set, but, um, I've never heard a single person be like, Oh Dom. Yeah. He's an asshole. Never, <laughs> no, ever. No, have I, I heard no. that. Um, Dom. Yeah. They're, they're, they're cool. I, I, I love those guys. Me and Jason would start a, a long-term relationship with them. I'm sure. I believe even a long distance, long-term relationship. So yeah. Do you guys call each other? Oh, we just played the uh, five and 10 and the six by seven and, uh, Oh dude, <laughs> I, I text, I text them all the time. I text him lots of stuff. Tonight Picks. you play for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now do, it, do it for us, Dom. Now you had the big hit with um, doses and mimosas on the on the mom and dad one, and then you redid it, and you yeah you, you had the it was it was mixed by um my my notes are gone. The, the, oh oh the it's cro- all good. The crooks. Oh oh um the uh, the knocks the knocks the knocks yeah. did so when we released doses and mimosas as a single we were looking to have people remix it and we were kind of knocking heads over who would I mean that's you know, a huge decision that's your biggest well, they're, song and yeah. they're great dude they're, they do really they're, awesome their vibe they're on that same sort of thing where it's they're embraced by the EDM world but they're a band that's writing songs you know what i mean yeah. you can you can take their tunes and play them on a piano and just sing them and it's great like that song comfortable they did yeah. so good yeah. so freaking good and we're just we're fans of their music, so when it was kind of one of those obvious choice things when we were looking for people to remix the tune, when we were looking to put it out as a single. Yeah, they're great. And then on the previous album, you you worked with a woman who's very famous in the B, in in England because she's on the the Bleak in, on the BBC, right? The woman who sang vocals on Mom and Dad, uh, Natalie Press. Yeah, she's oh really? She's on in, on TV in the BBC, or at least she was. Oh really? Um, she's like I had no idea. I didn't either. Awesome. She's, she's but that show. doesn't surprise me in the she's least so bit amazing. because she's incredible. She's on the show T for Two. Oh really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I had no, We saw her on the no. show Vinyl oh, the other day, was, and that I was, was cool. Like, was, she was on a show. It's called The Bleak or something like that. I'll have to check that out, man. I had no idea Natalie was on that. She was also on uh, Vinyl, that new HBO show. Ah, uh, yes. I'm, I'm letting that one queue up it? before I watch it. Oh, that yeah, was, it's, wasn't I'm it a binge watcher. Carpenter she was playing? It yeah. Right? Yeah. She, it's, it, it, that's an interesting show. A lot of cocaine. And by the way, the, the, a lot of, co- <laughs> a lot of cocaine, by the way, the origination of doses of mimosas, you guys were in an, uh, in an Alabama liquor store and a guy was saying that Seth does a, a Southern man <laughs> character. Out, yeah. yeah. He's like, doses of mimosas. Oh, pain and cane. Yeah. Pain and cane. Hey man, got pain and cane. Yeah. I, re- hey, I, well, I remember back in the days of pain and cane, man. Woo. Wait. I and man, we were just like, what? I got my America you... bear. Yeah. Pain and cane, America bear. America yeah, is right. in your hands. You know what? I'm, <laughs> But speaking of that, can I ask you guys a question? You no, travel. Wait, wait, wait. We got to hear about the origination of the oh, song. I'm sorry. Yes, you're right. I just. Well, uh, I mean, uh, that, that was. We've. Even the band name, you know, it, it came about as something that. <coughs> it, it, it could have been in one ear, out the other, but it's something that went in one ear, and it's like, oh, maybe one day that'll be a great band name. That's. That's your cousin's what, nephew or something? The, uh, yeah. The, I mean, I, literally, one of my, my. My girl was like showing a picture of. Her little cousin and my friend was like, "That's a that's a cherub," and I was like, "I don't Isn't know." That a cherub. Yeah, I was like, "I don't." I have never heard that term before, and it just kind of stuck. But Nothing yeah, when, when we heard when we heard that guy, he's like, "Back in the days of pain and cane," we were like, "Man, that's a fun phrase. That's great. We we should write a song about that someday." You know? Yeah. <laughs> and we lo did. and behold, we did. A- after hanging out enough with Michael Menard at the Electric Forest. Woo, You'll have plenty of stuff to write about. Michael Menard party so hard. <laughs> and while we're on the subject of videos, the star of one of your videos is in the house, and it was yeah. filmed at Georgia Theater. Oh, the jazzercise he's speaking yeah. of. Oh, and we yeah. actually we ran into Christine from the Doses and Mimosas video this yeah, morning at the, the airport, airport, too. That was pretty crazy. This is your video life. Hey. Yeah, it's a video life. Nate, Nate's, Nate put us, the first time we played in Athens, or was it the first time, or maybe like the second time, it was like probably the second, time. second or second third, time. I think. But we didn't have enough money to stay in hotels, and he he like through a mutual friend found out about us, came to our show, and let us stay at his house. Dude, like it was days. so awesome. He just like boldly walked up to the green room. He's like, "I'm gonna go." Walked in. He was like, "Hey guys, what's up?" I was like, "Hey, yeah, who are you?" He's like, "Hey, I'm Nate, and yeah. I'm your new best friend." And I was like, "Oh, you are, you are cool. He, he's hey. he's the, he's <laughs> the man." Since then, it's history. Yeah. It's been like four years with him too. He's been super consistently just like an awesome person in our life. Yeah. But the best video actually comes from the last, in my opinion, comes from the last album. Oh, well, and actually, before we before we get off of Nate, sure. Nate actually did all of the casting for the strip to this music video with us as well. Oh yeah, that's he he was the one that organized oh, all of wait, that's a fun job. All of the uh, lovely ladies right, that Sarah, came and hung on out in, with come us. Come on, in, yeah. Sarah, you go ahead and sit down here. One of their names was now, Sarah. Now I'm just saying How'd you don't you have to it? take off anything, but if you want to, yeah. there's a towel right. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot the towel, but don't worry about the towel. <laughs> you can still just take it off, sweetheart. Just go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind me. Don't. I'm just eating this Subway sub. I want to go to this video shoot. Fake agent video shoot. I want to go to that one too. That'd be tight. But this one is it's uh, the lowercase. Uh, I mean, not the lowercase. The the less than sign and then three. The heart. Oh yeah, oh, heart. Yes. That song, dude. This video is so killer. It starts with the. You see this woman and you see a car in the background. Yeah. On fire, and you're like, "What the hell is going on?" And then she starts walking backwards, and you're like, "Wait a minute, yeah, I think I want to find out what's going on." But it didn't yeah. really fit my meaning of the song. I mean, yeah, so it, it was um, well the the idea behind that video was that um, just 
it, me singing it, you would assume is from a bittersweet thing from my perspective, right. but we wanted it to be like something from a woman's perspective. Yeah, totally switch the roles a little bit. Switch, switch well, my own up. But you do have that falsetto, so I could be a woman. You could be a woman. I could be a woman. I feel like a woman. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, Who sings that song? Shania Twain, bro. Oh yeah. Come on, Eric sings that at every karaoke session I know, and man. kills it. Are you the metalhead too? Uh, yeah, I love metal music. So can you like sing an Iron Maiden song in a falsetto? Uh, I guess that's a different... Um, there's so many subgenres of metal. I guess I'm into like death metal. For, like <laughs> Even for, better. Like, you know, some deicide or some... Sing us a really nasty death metal lyric in a beautiful falsetto. I mean, Pantera's always... I don't, I, I really don't want to do that with my voice. Do your voice. Sam Sorry, impression. Bro, we have to cancel the show the tonight. Uh, Jordan Ross's voice <laughs> yeah. during an interview. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like a Pantera and all those like super angry bands from the you know mid '80s to mid '90s were, were I, they just make me super happy. <laughs> but how do you go from that to like Prince? Um, it's easy. I just listen to one and then I listen to another. <laughs> I don't know. You, it's you, you take one record off. And you put it back in the sleeve. Then you take the other one out. You take it out of the sleeve. Now, playing them at the same time could be a different effect. <laughs> that, mm, you, you, you might be onto something. As long I got one is backwards. I got super drunk one night and I put on like this. Uh, I was like, you I were know, scratching like metal aside or something. And I and it's you know there it's like blast. He's like, and I was just trying to I was trying to scratch like. Yeah, I was really noisy and annoying. I bet it wasn't good. I'm hesitant to say this. You, one of my favorite vocalists that you remind me of sometimes, and you definitely have your own distinct style. I'm not saying you're driven at all. Yeah. But Billy Corgan. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I do have like a nasally, a little bit of like a nasally thing. Yeah, I think Billy Corgan definitely has that kind of like. Yeah, but there's emotion in there too, though. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I love Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and then Finisatus. I was just talking about this yesterday. It was. It's an epic album to me. I mean, it's one of the, my favorite albums growing up. Good to hear. It's still, I mean, I got that in fourth grade. It still is relevant now, more relevant to me now than it was when I got it back then. But one thing, Seth brought up Prince. One thing that occurred to me as I'm listening to your music researching for this, that clearly two of your biggest influences just passed away. I mean, Bowie is also. Yeah, got dude. To be. Pretty crazy. This has been, it's, it's super, nar- I mean, the Prince thing was really unexpected for sure. I, for some reason, that was more expected to me than the Bowie thing, but the Bo- they both were just super intense, you know? But they've they've put out such a huge catalog. It's like something like Prince has a vault of, you know, so many posthumous releases. I mean, that they can not do. even the vault. He released 39 studio records. That's insane. I know. That's it's freaking, so many. And that doesn't even include how many records he recorded with other people. Like, he recorded... Most of the stuff on the family record, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's so on nice. the time records and shit like that. It's like he did more in his insane. lifetime than the majority of artists. I <clears throat> he's always been a huge influence for us, but I didn't even realize how much of an influence he was in my life until he passed away, and I took a step back and kind of realized it. And I had, you know, friends from middle school and high school texting me, being like, "Hey, man, I'm." I heard what happened, you know, that's a bummer. And I, I, I didn't realize that it had been part of my life for that long. Um, he's, he's incredible, man. It's, it's really wild. Like one of the things that we've been loving recently is just all the stories that people are sharing about Prince. 
what an interesting dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. Like, he he just lived this wild life that's so far beyond belief that you can't even make it up. You, oh, there's, like, there's all, very yeah. few people that have the charisma uh, that he had. I mean, the stories, I mean, you're like, mm-hmm. the, he walks in a room and he's just... He is Moses. Like he, sp- he splits the sea. Yeah, dude. He levitates. I mean, he brings. You know, it's just his whole thing is just. It was amazing. I it mean, was really amazing. Yeah. It, there is. There is no. There will never be anyone like him. Yeah, and I mean, that's a one of a kind thing right there. About a, a week after he passed away, I went up to Minneapolis to go hang out at First Avenue, and like, we, that's one of our favorite venues to go play at. So I went up there not only to go and see the crew and everything, but it was Umphreys that was doing three nights up there. And then Umphreys McGee. Umphreys McGee. They're one of my favorite bands. So I was super stoked. I was Me like, too. Yeah, I'm going to go see Umphreys. Love them. Going to go to First Ave. And man, it's just, you walk in there and it's a magical room, dude. It's, you feel that from the crew when you walk in there. You feel that from just the, the vibe. You, you walk out on that stage and you're like, holy shit, I'm in Purple Rain right now. This is crazy. It's, it's a really cool place. Mm-hmm. I agree. I love that spot. Wow, I'm floored by that. Absolutely. Well, guys, listen. Thank you so much. Yeah, you got for, a gig to play for. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for hanging out with yeah, us. Thanks guys. for kicking it. Thank you know. You, and thanks for sitting down. And, and thanks for bringing Ryan in here. Oh yeah. We, yeah, we always love the, the chance to uh, it, talk about Ryan Hug. Man. It looked like a hostage situation, really, but <laughs> it was he, cool. He was way more confident than I thought he was going to be. More comfortable. Well, uh, Inside Out, WTNS with Turner and Seth. Thank you, guys. Cherub, really enjoyed having you. We'll look forward to seeing you guys tonight. And uh, folks listening, be sure to check them out online and, of course, in person, live, wherever they are, you should be. Get a flight. Go. Go right now. Buy your flight. Come to wherever we are. We don't have a date yet, but we're going to release new music soon. We're going to go on a tour this fall, and we'll see you then. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. We'll let people know on the podcast. Cool. Awesome. Much love, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Just enough love to go. Just another love. Well, Rob, what do you think? Was that a fun one? Uh, we had a pretty good time, man. That yeah, was good. And I- we stuck around and saw the show. We're boogieing, and people were getting down. Uh, uh, Not only that. Murph the guy came from by. the video. The guy from the video. Oh, the guy from which video is that? The uh, the video the they shot at the Georgia Theater. We talk about it. Exercise. Yes, <laughs> he was there in attendance. We got to chat with him. We got to chat with uh, Murph, David Murphy, right from Sector Nine. Yeah, he was there, and, and he, um, he, he huge fan of Chera, by the way. He really loves yeah, those guys. He was hanging on every note. Uh, he was there in time for them to start and was hanging out with them backstage. He d- he clearly knows them. I think he's played with them before. I think there was a little controversy, and we we went over that as well. Um, yeah, we did, but Scott this is at the end of the. We saw Scott Orvald as well. Oh, speaking of Scott, uh, Scott uh, Orvald, by the way, is a promoter uh, here in Atlanta. Does Terminal West? Well, actually, he does just you know, in Atlanta. He does Athens, Georgia Theater. He Macon, Macon, yeah, the Capitol Theater in Macon. He's got a whole thing going on, um, Variety Playhouse now as well. But anyway, so Scott is. Uh, he's going to join us on the show. Which is a good time because, uh, as I sent you a, a text today, it's funny because other people texted that same picture back to me. Yeah, <laughs> so you must have sent it around. Picture, yeah. Chrissy Williams said, Rob, this is a Friday now. I didn't even say it. I didn't want to do that. I know thing. I saw that. I didn't want to do any of that I already crap. saw that. I saw that. I'm sick <laughs> of people like saying that. That's like two minutes ago. Um, anyways, uh, it's, it's whew, they've really, it's already, it's being gutted. 
Friday, my baby. I, I really treasure Friday that place. Playhouse in Atlanta, Georgia. But so Scott's gonna come here and uh, I took Birdie by for her last trip because I don't think she's gonna be allowed. Birdie's my dog, little Min Pin Terrier mix. She's why do you ever bring your dog into? Because she's the, they love her there, and it, you know, she runs around. She loves the sense, you know. And You're like sense the wicked and witch sounds. of the uh, Kirkwood. But no, I, I don't. I don't. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even gonna ask him once it's rebuilt and it's gonna be all nice. And you can't have a dog in there, you know. Maybe I'll bring her into Terminal West or something. Yeah, dog. So, anyway, those who are listening, yes, thank you, both guys. of you, <laughs> and we welcome the new listeners back. Please check back on some of the other stuff. If you enjoyed this, we hope you enjoy the rest. If you didn't, then go fuck yourself. Honestly, if you didn't like it, go fuck yourself. So we have the next couple episodes. We have a bunch of interviews from uh, the Candle Park Music Festival. That's going to take up our next three episodes. We have an interview with Simon from New Master Sounds, and we have other uh, other whispers. Hey, I was thinking, maybe I'll do some check-ins from the road. Maybe so. That'd be great. We have... Uh, maybe so. We've I'm spoken with Oteil Burbridge. We've spoken with Chris Kuroda. Uh, we might have to wait till October on Chris, but how about interviewing Oteil right after he gets off this, you know, there's going to be a break on that Dead & Company yeah. tour. Yeah, yeah, well, you know what? And you'll um, be home in July in yeah. the, on that break. Well, we'll go, why don't we go down to the City Winery, do it there. Uh, City Winery, who had to get, got pushed back a, again. It's happening. Our friend though, Chrissy, who I already mentioned, uh, she is going to be working at yeah, City Winery. Yeah, two of our friends are. Graham got a job as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. Excellent. And, um, but I'm hearing it is going to be open soon. Grant. Did I say Graham? Like I Grant. think you said Graham, yeah. That's so weird. At any rate. You're thinking about crackers. Ah, uh, crackers. I want to see Del McCory at City Winery. I'm making. I'm putting that right out there. I want to see Del McCory, at, and whoever gets me into Del McCory at City Winery will be my hero. That is the one show right now on, on my schedule that I most want to see. Well, Rob, thank you, Turner, for being a Turner. I try. And thank you, listeners, again. If you haven't seen us online, it's Inside Out WTNS at gmail.com to reach us and it's inside out wtns at all the social media sites from twitter to facebook and beyond follow us on twitter will you please come on i'll stop asking if you start following and on that note our Jerks. big thanks again to terrapin beer <laughs> from <laughs> athens georgia <laughs> get yourself a terrapin <laughs> beer this <laughs> summer go outside <laughs> and give yourself a high five because <laughs> you deserve it if you got yourself a terrapin <laughs> beer Crack one open and enjoy the hoppy, hoppy, hopsecutioner and all the other wonderful stuff. And when you're in Athens, Georgia, be sure to hop on down to the Hopville area where you can get yourself a Terrapin Brewery tour and a Terrapin beer for you and yours. Terrapin High Five is really tasty. The uh, Terrapin Sound Check is a Pilsner that's now out in cans. Get out there and get it while it's available. And don't forget to register to vote headcount.com. Org. Yes. And on that note, inform yourself. Read up on the issues. Inform yourself you. and make an informed vote. Don't let other people make up your mind for you. And as our heady Rob Turner would say, Amen. Fare thee well. I'll well, see you all next time <laughs> on Inside Out with Turner and Seth. <laughs> Thanks for listening. No, don't, don't, hit, don't hit me with that. Don't hit me with that. <laughs>
the same as one time.
makes you forget. Yeah. 